Welcome to the We Go Places podcast, where we catch up with We Go grads with unique careers and the roads they travel to get there. I'm your host, Brian Turnbow, English teacher at We Go since 2001. And you just heard intro music from Max Russo, class of 2020. Today, we talk with Dan Cadena, class of 1993, special ed paraprofessional and wrestling and football coach. Dan's going to tell us about how his work in special education and as a coach enriched the lives of his students and athletes. Joining us today is Dan Kadena, class of 1993. Dan, what do you do? I work at Batavia High School. Um, I am. I work in the special ed department. Um, it's a vocational transition program. And uh, what I do in there is uh, we help kids increase their independence in academic, vocational, and daily living um, at uh, Batavia High School. And I also coach football and wrestling. How did you come to the high school to work in that uh, the special ed department? Well, it kind of is. It, it's it's a long story. Um, I don't know how I can start this out, but it it, it went all the way to West Chicago. So you know, when I started coaching at uh, West Chicago, um, eventually I found my way into Batavia. We had moved out to Batavia, and um, I had talked to the head coach Dennis Piron. And um, he really wanted me on staff. Um, and at the time at West Chicago, there was a transition going on in the football program there and uh, with head coach. And so um, I had to make a decision. And that decision I made was to uh, challenge myself. It wasn't because I didn't want to leave West Chicago and it's just because we weren't being successful. It's I wanted to challenge myself to be you know, better at things that I can do. And um, that's how I ended up at uh, Batavia. And then I was offered a uh, paraprofessional job inside the building. So describe for me what you do every day as a, as a paraprofessional in the special de- department. So every day, you know, we're, we're there with the kids. I mean, I'm there at seven o'clock in the morning and um, getting the kids off the bus. So when the kids come off the bus, we're getting them off, um, taking them to class. Uh, getting them ready. And then from there, we have a block system. So we have first, second, third, and fourth block at the high school. And so first block that we do is math. So um, I will do math in there. Um, Then the kids will transition over to reading. So they get to um, go into the hallways. And just like all the other students, they're going to transition over into uh, the reading department and they'll go into that class. That other class will come into ours and do math. And then third block would be PE. And then fourth block will be um, a daily living, you know, figuring out how to teach them to be successful after high school, how how to learn to do jobs. You know, some of the kids go on jobs, you know, they'll They'll go to Orange Theory and 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 go be a greeter, you know, um, just work at different places. So it's a very very fun experience to be a part of that. I love it. I, I love working at the high school with the kids, and uh, they put a smile on my face pretty much every day. So I would imagine that your experience being a coach prior was really kind of the secret ingredient of your success in what you do uh, in the special ed department. How did, how would you maybe uh, describe how your experience as a coach 
um, helps validate that uh, that unique quality of what you that kind of is a, a through line between all of those uh, those hats that you wear. Man, I, I, that's a that's a great question. Um, I would say the two factors is definitely coaching and my wife. You know, uh, when I was younger, you know, I I, I played football, I wrestled, and uh, I was very competitive. And, and I always wanted to win, but you fast forward to now and I never thought I was going to be where I am, a coach and then working in the building in the special ed department. And here I am doing that. And I do credit um, my wife in football, you know, and wrestling too, you know, as a coach. So, you know, being a coach, uh, um, helping the kids out, um, helping them understand how to motivate them, how to be successful. That all was a transition over when I was able to work in the special ed department here at the high school, and, and that helped me be successful and, and where I'm at now. And, and um, working in the special ed department and, and working in the VT, VTP uh, department has helped me tremendously. I mean, it, it's me every day I grow and I learn new things, and it's constant learning and growing. It, it's a great thing. So I really credit uh, my wife and coaching when it comes to that. That's, that's great. And one of the things I want to touch on what you said was um, how you have to be very mindful of how to motivate others. And and part of that is like, obviously knowing your own motivations of what gets you to go, but it's, it's something else to actually activate that in someone else. And so how, how do you see how you, I mean, I would imagine, cause you have three different constituencies for that type of audience. You have your wrestlers, your football players, and then you have your, your students as well. Um, what, how, how do you see the act of motivation with, May, are, is it similar with all three of them or are there unique approaches that you use in motivation uh, with those three uh, unique um, uh, audiences that you have? I think it's a big combination of everything. I, I think, you know, trying to um, motivate, let's say, a student to to uh, do their work because they might be having a bad day. You know, it's it's kind of similar to motivating an athlete to to get them going because they're having a bad day. So that all kind of transitions together and it's all a big, you know, uh, uh, it all blends together and, and, and it is different sometimes, you know, wrestlers mindsets are a little different than, than um, a football player or soccer player or cross country. They're, they're all different, you know, and the wrestler of a mindset is, you know, it, it's pretty cutthroat, you know, they, they, they want to win and they're going into a battle. You know, and, and in football, it's similar. It's combat. You know, it's very combative. You're out there. You're you're trying to win. It's, it's a very physical uh, uh, sport. And and motivating them is similar, but it's a little different. And then you, you go into the, the student aspect. You have to motivate somebody when they're tired. You have to motivate a student when they just don't feel like that. They have that energy that day to do anything, you know, and it's kind of all falls in the same place, but it is different, but it's, it's something you learn throughout the years and, 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 you know, you, you learn how to motivate and that's a great thing when you can try to master it, but I don't know if I've mastered it quite yet, but I'm still learning and growing every single day. You coach wrestling and football, but those are two different sports that one is more individual and one is kind of more team centered. How do you approach those differently? 
I think you're asking some great questions there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it, it's tough, you know, but, you know, as being a, a former athlete in those two sports, you know, you're, you're, I'm able to distinguish, you know, what, what needs to be done, you know, and, and as, as you're right, wrestling is a very individual sport. So the mindset's very different in that, in that way where, um, you know, you're out there for yourself, you know, you're, you, it is a team sport in a sense, but it's really uh, an individual sport, you know, and, and that's how I looked at it when I wrestled. Um, so the mindset is that of, if I lose, it's on me. I can't point the finger at anybody else but myself. If I win, I win because I did it. You know, nobody nobody else helped me. So, you know, in that aspect, that, that mindset is different there. And, and in football, you know, you, you, you have to have the mindset of a team. You know, you, you can't have individuals out there that, that think they're better than somebody else all the time because that doesn't work. You know, teams are what get you to state. Teams are what make you successful in that sport. You know, you can have great individuals, but that doesn't mean that that's going to carry you all the way to the state series or wherever you want to go, you know, whether it's in college or the pros, you know, it's that team aspect. So they are different, but, you know, I think being a former, former athlete uh, in those two sports helped me out a lot, understanding the difference and how to, when I became a coach, how to motivate them in those different ways, you know, where you have to, once the football season's over, I, I have to take my hat off, my football hat, and here comes the wrestling hat. And it takes me actually, you know, it's a good week or so where my mindset has to change because it's so, such a different sport, you know, where that, that thinking cap has to come on pretty quick. That's really, it's just so interesting to, to kind of think about how there has to be that total different shift over from, the, I mean, like you said, the, the various different kind of motivations and it's it's just such a different psych tool set of psychology moving from team to individual with with that and so if we go back to like kind of the team idea with football like that has to be such a challenge because there are going to be individual failures at on any given play but then how do you then make sure that you don't lose the team when there might be a weak link somewhere on the team to make sure that they keep their spirits up. How do you, how do you uh, keep that from kind of fomenting into something that could be negative when there, there will maybe be a type of uh, a weakness on the team? How, how does, how do you strengthen that or, or keep that from uh, maybe uh, diminishing the, the, um, the spirit of the team? I think it's all about culture, you know, and the culture that you're, are teaching in, in, in that sport. So in football, you know, we, we, we are constantly talking to them and saying, the, it's a brotherhood. You know, the, these are your brothers. You know, you, everyone's out to help each other here. You know, everyone's here to pick each other up. You know, we're, there's going to be bad plays. I mean, meaning whether it's a coach's mistake or a player's mistake, you know, something something's not going to happen perfect every time. So, when that something happens, we have to pick each other up. We as coaches have to pick each other up, the other coaches. And not only are we, you know, helping the kids out, we're helping each other out. And 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 so we 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 teach that 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 brotherhood is very important. And and these kids have all grown up together, you know, especially in, in Batavia. They've known each other forever, you know, that since they were little, since they were in kindergarten. You know, it goes that far back where they're been together for so long so when they get to that level 
where they're at the high school, that, that bond has formed. And these kids have played, you know, here we don't have tackle football or anything like that. We, we have flag football. And, and and that's what's helped our program be so so successful as Coach Gasperi um, some years ago um, started that. And, and it's not all about tackling and and being this massive giant, you know, little kids running around pounding their chest. It's having fun, you know, having our these little guys look up to our football players that go and coach them. So our kids go and coach. These little kids playing flag football, they're the coaches. The parents stay out of it, and these kids are just having fun out there. So it starts that that little, and these guys grow up together, and uh, that brotherhood is so important. So I think that brotherhood is what, what you know, is, is, is true to our happy and our championship, you know, and, and how we're so good and successful, and that includes with the coaches. We are, we're all very, you know, my dearest friend, uh, uh, Coach Holm, you know, we're, we're, we're close. And, and, and Coach Kamateo, the defensive back coach, I'm a defensive lineman coach. You know, we're all close. You know, we, we text each other every day. We're talking to each other every other day. You know, we're, that, we have a bond, just like the kids. So I think that would answer your question. It's that brotherhood, the bond. What is it that you love about football? Wow. You know, I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's the bond. I think it's that the bond you have with with the student athlete, uh, with your coaches. You know, when when I was playing, you know, back then, it, it was obviously trying to be the best athlete I could be. You know, I, it was fun that hey, I can actually tackle someone, and it's okay. I'm not going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> so that part of it was fun as an athlete that I could just go and take all my aggression out. I, I was lifting weights like an animal. I was doing everything I could to be the best player I could possibly be. And and always just trying to um, um, get praise from my coaches. You know, that's what you want. That's what athletes want. They, they want, you know, uh, uh, they want praise. They want to know that they're doing good. And, and for me as an athlete, that's what it was like, you know. And, and as a coach, you know, it, it's the best part of it is – is is motivating individuals, motivating somebody to be a, a good student in the classroom, uh, motivating somebody to to be successful at what they're doing. I mean, there's going to be failures, but uh, just motivating them and knowing that you can be a part of that and and, and being a mentor, you know, that that's huge. You know, coaches uh, don't understand sometimes that. Um, these kids look up to you, you know, that they, 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 they want you to be their mentor sometimes. And that's a big role, you know, to, 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 yeah. to go through, but there's a lot of kids that need help. And, and I think those are the things that I like, you know, I, I never thought that I'd be saying that 30 years ago, but here I am now. And, and like, I give credit to, you know, my wife a lot is that, you know, she kind of helped me through that way. And I, I found something, you know, where, where I'm working inside uh, the high school and the special ed department and, and doing that with kids. And they give me the patience. They help me a lot to be a better coach. They're the ones that help me be a better coach when I go out into the field. They give me the patience I need, too. What did you play in high school? What were your positions? So were you defensive line also in high school? or Yeah. So going back... Uh, Back in those days, we didn't have too many people come out at West Chicago. You know, I I, I was a um, 
I don't know. I think we had my senior year maybe 28 total, if that. Um, so we averaged somewhere in the 20s with athletes. I was a defensive lineman. So back then you had to go both ways. So I played offense a little bit, but I tore my knee up my junior year in wrestling. And I, I pretty much blew my knee out pretty bad. I tore my ACL, um, partial tear in my PCL, um, and a meniscus tear. So I, I did the whole the whole thing in one shot, but uh, mm-hmm. I was able to recover and come back my senior year um, through motivation, through my coach, et cetera, my, my high school coach. Um, but uh, I, I, as a wrestler, you know, I was a heavyweight wrestler. So uh, I, I, I was a light heavyweight, though. I, I, back then, um, the limit was 275. I was probably at 210 if I was lucky. So I was more agile, that's for sure. But uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I was a defensive lineman and a heavyweight wrestler. You get to evaluate athletes when they come into a, a competitive program like Batavia High School and all of that. What is it that you look for in terms of then putting them in a position of leadership on the field? I mean, you know, I look at every individual that they can be something special. So yes, you're going to have your athletes and then you're going to have your other players are the non-starters, but they're essential to what, how successful we're going to be, you know? And, and by that, I make sure everyone in my position group and and then the defense when, you know, coach home, coach Mateo, we all care for everybody, even if they're not a starter, you know, in, in in our eyes, they can be at any given moment. If somebody gets hurt, somebody goes down, somebody has to be ready to go in. So they know that it could be their turn, you know, so their motivation is, hey, any given moment, any given time, I can play. So everyone is special. Everyone means something. You know, we have JV games. And if I am correct, I think we are 55 and three in our JV games. Our kids take it serious. You know, they're out there to win. They're out there to prove that they can be a starter. And we evaluate those JV games. I had a kid, uh, I can't remember what year it was, but um, he was on the JV team his junior year. Senior year, he breaks the sack record. At, 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 he became a starter, breaks the sack record. And to this day, it hasn't been broken. And, and that that shows you that competitiveness that these kids have and that they they believe that they can play at any moment. So it's important to make sure that all these kids, that they know that they are important, even if they're not out there on a Friday night or a playoff game on a Saturday starting. They're important because in practice, they're helping the starters prepare. They're offensive scout, defensive scout, and they love that role. They love the role of being there doing that, you know, when it's playoff time. So, and you know, that it reminds me of that, that type of uh, idea of, of that we keep on coming back to that idea of motivation and that concept, especially in something like football. How do you evaluate the idea of talent versus hustle or putting the work in? How does that, how does, how do you, how are you able to kind of leverage that balance of, of making sure that the person understands that talent is as, as there's a, 
uh, a quote I think Stephen King, uh, the writer, is like, talent is as cheap as table salt. You know, you got to put in the work, put in the work, and put in the work. Um, how do you kind of uh, adjust ego when someone is clearly might come in with talent when how do you get them to then buy into the the team concept to then lift everyone else up well it's just something that um they have to believe themselves you know we we can preach it to them and say hey let's do this let's make sure you're picking up each other we're brotherhood we're this and that but they also got to believe in that and and we're lucky enough where our kids do constantly trust in what we're telling them and that's a big thing now, you know, other programs, it's hard, you know, you, you to build that program to where other programs are at that high level. It, it's hard to do, you know, it, it's definitely not easy. But once that happens, once the whole coaching staff is, is together on the same page and they're all doing the same thing, these kids see, you know, kids are smart. They can see through lies. They know when an adult is not not saying the right, you know, they know an adult is telling the truth. So kids know, you know, and and it is a hard thing to try to convince somebody, hey, this kid's a starter. I don't know if you're ever going to be a starter, but you don't say that, you know, you have to convince them that they are good no matter what happens. And, and, And they have to believe in that. And when they believe in that, that's when great things happen as a program because even the starters don't look down on them. You know, our starters are great kids. You know, they're helping other kids believe in themselves, the ones that aren't starting, the ones that are in the JV games. They're helping them believe that they can be in that top 15. We have a top 15 in, in football, you know, for our defense. If you make that top 15, you know, so we have goals. Be on that top 15. What are you going to do to make yourself get there? Right. And that means hard work. That means lifting, you know, going to the weight room, you know, doing all that, doing all that extra, you know, and in we see it, even if, if they're not as talented as that uh, uh, um, middle linebacker that's going to a division one school or the defensive lineman that may be going to a division one school or et cetera, they know that their role is important no matter what. You know, and they can go on to play in a Division three school if they want. You know, there there is no rules that say you can't go to, to Division three and uh, school and play football or or go into wrestling. You know, it's just believing that you can do it. So when you have that great coaching and and you have mentors that can help you believe that and make you feel good about yourself, it's gonna not it's gonna carry you over. So. You know, I don't look at it as like we evaluate who's great and who's not. You know, it, you, you know who your starters are going to be, obviously, right? But I like looking at how can I make that non-starter a starter? What am I going to do to make him start? That's what I like to do as a coach because then I know that I'm doing my job. It's easy to say you're a great athlete. You're a great athlete. You know, you can bench almost 350 pounds, et cetera, et cetera. How do I get the kid that can bench barely over 200 pounds be a starter? That's when I know I'm doing my job when I can get that kid to be a starter. That's great. That's great. Now, if I were to kind of step back and kind of do kind of a big picture uh, question here, who in, you know, who has been like in terms of like the, all-time uh, coaches wrestling or football 
or and then even athletes, who do you admire the most? Well, I'll be honest. Um, these were I, I admire my mentors. So my mentors were, uh, um, and you may remember him, uh, Bruce Donash. You know, he was a mentor in my life. He was my varsity uh, football coach. And to me, I looked up to him. I, I wanted to do everything right for him. You know, he made me believe in myself. He made me believe after that surgery. I'll never forget it. The doctors told me I was probably never going to play. You, you got to remember surgeries back then weren't as great as they are now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, I'm on crutches and I can remember going to my locker and this happened during wrestling season, but Coach Donash comes up to me and says, so what the doctors say? And I tell him that they said I probably might not be able to play football next year. He looked at me, and I'll never forget it. He goes, you're going to play. You're going to work hard, and you're going to be able to play. And I'll never forget that moment in my thoughts saying, well, if he says I can, I guess I can. And I really meant that in my head. I'm like, well, I can do it. And I, it was – to prove the doctors wrong that I could do it. It was to prove myself that I could do it. So I look at him as, as, as a great inspiration for me that I looked up to. And I still talk to, you know, he's a coach at Glenbard North. I've coached against him. We play Glenbard North now all the time. And, um, you know, we, we don't really talk football. We talk life to each other. And, and, and he was my, you know, my, my mentor, my inspiration, uh, coach Hine too. Um, he was my wrestling coach. Unfortunately, he's passed away. Um, but he was a great mentor for me when it came to wrestling. You know, he made me believe in myself that, you know, I could compete with these big monsters out there that were 270, you know, and here I am all of a 210 pounds, you know, and, and he's when my brother wrestled at West Chicago, you know, my brother's like four or five years older than me. He would let us go in the weight in the wrestling room, you know, the last champion that, um, state champ that was there was Israel Castro, you know, and he's a good friend of mine. You know, we grew up together. Uh, he used to go in the wrestling room with me too. And we would go in there and we'd watch the wrestlers and coach Hine would let us, you know, I mean, it was probably a big no, no, but we did, you know, we were able to wrestle in there. Uh, and Patty Kozlowski, she was awesome. You know, she, I still talk to her too. Um, she, she was, you know, one of my teachers and, and showed me how to study, right. Showed me, how to take tests and believe in myself that these answers are the right answers. I was one of those guys that would look at the multiple choice and say, well, that's too easy. It can't be that answer. You know, she made me believe in myself and, and taught me how to, to, to be successful in, in academics. So I owe a lot to them. And those are the people that I look up to. It's not really sports and athletes. It's, it's those mentors. I was wondering if you had uh, one last uh, bit of uh, advice for current Wildcats looking for uh, a, a tips for success. What would you give them, Dan? I do. You know, I, first off, I, 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 want, I want, you know, the, 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 the kids to know, or the students, I should say, that, you know, I'm always looking to see how they did. I'm always looking to see what the score was, you know, whether it's in football. I, I I'm I'm good friends with uh, Coach Phillips, you know, the wrestling coach. I wrestled with his brother at West Chicago, you know, uh, Brian Phillips. So, you know, I, I keep in contact still with some people that 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 are there, and and um, you know, I would say that, you know, success is it, it's not as hard as people think. It, you know, I would say first trust, trust your coaches, 
Trust your teachers. You know, they're there to help you. They're there to give you the direction you need to be successful. You know, we have a saying, uh, Coach Home, our defensive coordinator, he says, do your 111th, right? So you have 11 players on defense and you have 11 players on offense. If you do your 111th, you're going to be successful, which means do your job, all right? Make sure you're doing your job and not worrying about the person next to you, not pointing the finger saying, why didn't you do this? When you need to look in the mirror and say, am I doing it right? If you do your 111th, you're going to be successful, you know, and, and set your goals high, you know, set goals high. If you want to be a state champion in football or you want to be a state champion in wrestling or whatever sport you're in or whatever you're doing, set that goal high. It's okay to believe in that. If you don't believe in that, um, I kind of scratch my head, you know, I, I would say set your goal. Let's use football. For instance, you want to be a state, a, a champion. Okay. Write that down. Now, underneath that, you're going to write other goals to accomplish that state champion. So you have to win five games in order to get into the playoffs. So that's one goal. The next goal, be in the playoffs. The next goal, win playoff games. The next goal, get to the semis. The next goal, you're getting to state. The next goal, win in state. And then for wrestling, it would obviously be how many matches do you want to win? Winning regionals, winning sectionals, getting to state, winning state, right? Look at those things every day. It's okay to say that. It's okay to believe that because that's what goals are for. And, and believe in yourself. You have to believe what you're doing is, is good. If, if I believe that I'm a champion, I'm going to go out and do my best to be a champion. It might not happen, but I'm going to always believe that I can do it, Okay. Believe in yourself and work hard. Work hard at anything you're doing in life. You know, it, 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 doing your workouts, being in school, doing the right things. Don't make it, don't be that person that's making excuses all the time. Well, I had a hard time getting up. I couldn't go to school today. I'm just going to stay home. You know, I don't feel like um, getting on the, the Google Meet today because I'm just tired. Those are excuses. Don't be that person to make excuses because you're setting yourself up for failure when you get to college or if you go right to work in the work world. It's cutthroat. You know, it's it's hard to make excuses when you're in the real world because most people don't put up with that. They'll fire you. You're done. You know, so don't make excuses. You know, if you have to work out, go out and do that extra running. Go out and do the extra lifting. Go out, and, and I know because I had to work. I'm from West Chicago, you know. I lived there for, I think, 30-something years, almost 40 years of my life. And I know what it was like to grow up in that town. I'm from that town. I know I had to work. I had to work in the summers. But I still found a way to lift weights. I still found a way to go to some summer camps. It was hard, but I still made it possible. Talk to your coaches. Be honest with them. Don't just say, well, I couldn't do this because of this. Tell them what your situation is, and they'll help you out. Okay, Good coaches will do that for you. But be honest and be upfront. And, and find a mentor. You know, Mentors were huge in my life. You heard me just talk about that earlier. If it's a teacher, 
if it's a parent, if it's a coach, somebody that's going to guide you in the right direction. You need that in your life. I still need that in my life. And my mentors, the ones that I talked about, the three mentors, you know, they were a big part of my life. It wasn't just my my mom, my dad, my brother, my other family members. They were part of it. They molded me too to where I am today. You know, if you look at the coaching aspect of Coach Donier, I'm doing football. If you look at wrestling, Coach Hine, and if you look at um, working inside in the building in the special ed department, that that was Mrs. K. That was Mrs. Kozlowski. You know, it, it's it's awesome to think how it's interesting. I should say how to to think that high school. It, 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 it's going to mold you for your life. It starts now. So hopefully, you know, you can pick something up of what I said and carry that on and try it, you know, and uh, I, I wish you guys luck, man. Dan, this was great. That was, though there was you had a string of great recommendations uh, to finish off the interview. That was really special. So Dan, Thank you so much and good luck. I hopefully uh, we'll be able to have some football this spring. Uh, strangely enough, we'll keep our fingers crossed that, uh, that that will happen for everyone. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find past episodes, go to Apple Music Podcasts and search We Go Vox.